So good morning everybody, welcome. If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name's Craig. It's really great to see you. How's it to the guys online? Super cool that you've dialed in with us. Trust it's been good for you so far. You happy to be here this morning? You better be, right? Hey, don't you think the guys have done such a good job? I've loved how we've had testimonies, we've had uh, scriptures shared, we've had guys um, leading the meeting and the guys breaking bread. So cool to see different people uh, serving Jesus in different ways, right? You enjoyed it? Cool. So uh, one of the upcoming events, you heard Tebs sharing about the building and our Easter uh, outreach and whole uh, event that we, we, we're having this weekend. Remember, you can get involved there. And uh, also with our life groups, Gifted is coming to an end, right? Last Sunday, we said it was the last Sunday. We had some of the young guns uh, at our house. Colette and I were banished, and uh, the young guns were hanging out in our place yesterday. And uh, so cool to hear them finishing off the, the leadership series. And uh, so many of you guys in your gifted groups will be hanging out this, this weekend, uh, during this week, just celebrating some fun, beginning of the holidays. And then in the new term, we're going to do a couple of weeks of Grace United again. Wasn't the beginning of the year when we prayed week by week together? Wasn't that cool? And so you guys at home, man, if you'd love to come just for the Grace Uniters, we'd love to have you. And then we're going to be relaunching Life Groups uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So keep your eyes peeled for where you can serve. They'll be on-site, online, so the choices are there. But keep them peeled. We'll let you know more about what's going on over the next little while. So technically, we've come to the end of our gifted series, right? You know everything about the gifts. Sorted. I hope you've enjoyed the preachers and the daily devotionals. I really hope you got the most out of your midweeks. Um, I'd love to hear the testimonies. Richard and Linz have been so good at just sharing the stories. I really loved um, to hear that. And so we've said that there's seven motivational gifts, and we all have all of the gifts in different ratios. You with me so far? If you've been around for a while, you should be saying, Craig, that's old news. I'm so glad. Um, the cool thing is that these gifts are given freely, important language, given freely by God as He chooses. So if you're like me and you wish you were vertically blessed, then I've just got to make peace that the Lord gave as He chooses. And you tall guys, when you bump your head on the door every time, and I get, to, we have different gifts, right? And so for those of you that have certain gifts that I don't have and I have gifts you don't have, you're welcome. All right? When we work together. Uh, but God gives these gifts freely the way He chooses, and we rest in the fact that God knows best. And when we concentrate on our top gifts, when we capitalize on them, then we find fulfillment and we contribute to others powerfully. You with me so far? little recap so we know where we're going. So let me ask. Let's see if you're brave enough to put up your hand. You're welcome. Guys online, you're putting up your hand is in the comments. But um, whose gift is prophecy? Top one or two? Cool? Yeah, it's more. It's not really I'm doing a survey, but it's just helpful to be brave enough to actually get it out there. Hey? What about, uh, next one is what about service? Cool, good. We are videoing this like, a, like an auction. You video the audience and then you capitalize. Oh, you scratched your nose. That was a million rand uh, bid, right? That's how it works. Uh, what about teaching? Teachers in the... Cool. 
See, all the teachers are sitting this side up. Maybe you'll have to tell us why, right? Uh, what about encouragement? Encouragers in the group tonight? Cool. Uh, giving? 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 Didn't you hear what Cameron said? Okay. Giving? Uh, leading? And mercy? Super cool. Nice. So let's turn. Oh, let me tell you what we're talking about today. So we're kind of wrapping up our gifted series. My question to you is this. Are you all dressed up and nowhere to go? There are a couple of guys in this room that always dress very nicely on Sundays. I could get them up on, on stage. I won't. But are you all dressed up and nowhere to go? A friend of mine preached and he said, you've dressed me up. Now take me dancing. It's so easy for us to sit and nod in church to gain the knowledge to get the clothes on and then just leave it right there. We move on to the next thing. Oh, Easter's coming up. Let's move on to thinking about Easter. And before we rush on, I'm hoping to drive these truths home so that you and I have more confidence in being who God has made us to be. How does that sound? Great. So Matthew chapter 25, please. You may recognize this. It's called the parable of the talents. Uh, the NIV is updated. It uses bags of gold. I'll tell you about it now. So it says, to one he gave five bags of gold. To another he gave two bags of gold. Remember, he, this rich man calls his servants together. He uh, disperses his wealth. He, he wealth. He gives wealth to these people. He says, I'll be back. Um, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Verse 16, the man who received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work. And he gained five bags more for the financially minded uh, in the room. Whatever he invested in, we want to do the same, right? That's a pretty good return. Verse 17, so also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who received one bag of gold went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. You can give us the next slide. Thanks. So after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you've entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. The guys with the two bags does the same thing. And the master's reply is, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Uh, I want to just point your attention to these things. The talents are given each according to the servant's ability. Isn't that nice? He didn't get the guy who was spendthrift and give him the most money. He gave in accordance with their ability, just like the seven motivational gifts. Yeah, God has given us abilities which he calls us to use. Um, the guy went at once and put the money to work. So these bags of gold, the talents given, the guy went at once. I like that language. Some of you here are like even quicker than at once. Some of us are like longer than procrastination, right? And um, someone said, well, I'll put off till tomorrow what you can do next week, right? Um, put the, work, the, the money to work and it gained five more. Do you understand? Ability given um, at once to work, gained. I want to say to you this morning, that's exactly what our gifted call is, to take the gifts we've been given, to put them to work at once and 
gain a response, gain uh, uh, an investment for the Lord. That's the whole purpose. Uh, let me skip ahead a little bit. Uh, verse 19, we've read, God brings what he's gained, and the second guy brings what he's gained. And then verse 23, it says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. This is to the guy with two bags. You've done, you've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Then the tempo changes, right? The music in the background shifts. You know what's coming if you've read this passage before. It says, so the man who received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I know you are a hard man. Now, we've spoken after the last number, over the last number of weeks about the importance of our view of God. Did you notice that these three people have different views of God? The first two and the third one think of God very differently. This guy said, I know that you are a hard man. It's interesting, the other two didn't even bring it up. You notice that sometimes what's in our head becomes what we see with our eyes, whether it's true or not. Now, I suppose in many senses, I mean, I'm a man, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a friend, I'm a pastor, I'm a sometimes exerciser. There's many facets to who I am, right? But depending on what's in your head, you can see one of those facets in disproportion to the others. It's true, right? Exactly the same with God. Here the servants with their masters. He says, I knew uh, you harvest where you have not sown and you gather where you have not scattered seed. You see the picture this guy has of his master? So I was afraid. Now, why was he afraid? Well, he, he was afraid because the master was scary to him. The other guys, not at all. Said, so I went and I hid your gold in the ground. Now, I, I think that's even more risky. Hey, who saw him digging in the garden that night? Yeah? See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked and lazy. Notice the word that comes first. Wicked, not lazy. God has given us seven motivational gifts. Those of us that put them in the hole in the ground, isn't it just a gentle encouragement? Oh, please, will you try a little harder today? Can I suggest to you, maybe, perhaps, you would like to? The master says, you wicked. I'm not saying you're wicked. I'm just telling what we read in the Bible together, Right? Colette's reminding me one of my gifts is encouragement, right? (laughs) Maybe that's what I'm trading in. And uh, he says, so you knew that I harvest where I haven't sown, and you that I gather where I have not scattered seed. In other words, he's saying, you did see me correctly, but you focus on the wrong thing. He's not saying, I'm not like that at all. I'm a teddy bear and I love everyone. He's not saying that. He says, well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have at least received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one that has 10 bags. You see how clever this master was. The guy that doubled the money, give it to him. The guy that lost my money, take it from him. I'm encouraging us this morning to treat our giftings the same way. Yes? Now, let me tell you a little bit of background. I find this so so fascinating. So the NIV calls them bags of gold. The original Greek uses the word talent, which was a measure. It was a weight 
or the size. I googled a bit to try and find out how big is a kilogram of gold. It's quite fascinating if you look at the, some of those pictures. It's like very hard to figure it out. I remember years ago we went to Gold Rift City. I can't remember. Anyway, and they had a bar of gold. They said, you know, they're shaped on the corners. They're very clever. There was a bar of gold standing there. They said, if you can pick it up with one hand, you can take it home. So of course, all everyone's like, yes, please. Hey? Very heavy and difficult to... It's impossible, otherwise I'd never ask you to do that. A talent of gold uh, was worth 20 years of day laborer's wage. So you think, I don't know, what do we, what do we pay a laborer in this economy right now? Times 20 years. That's how much money it is. It's not cheap. Okay? So he gave 5 times 20 is 100 to 1, 40 to the other, and 20 years of day wages. Each according to their ability. The guy who put it in the ground had an ability that the master knew was in him because he entrusted him with a lot of money. But the guy who put it in the ground didn't see that in himself. He saw something in his master that he shouldn't have seen, but he couldn't see in himself what his master did see. You understand? I wonder if you and I are looking at God and seeing the wrong side of him. God, I grew up like this. I see you as such and such. I was a great prayer before I was saved. Jesus' exams are coming up. I need your help. I wanted to sing. Help. Anyway, I I won't. It's amazing when I got born again how my prayers changed. I wasn't just praying to this God up there ready to hit me with a stick. I was praying to a God who loved me and had a plan for my life. All of a sudden, it was a conversation. Yeah? And sometimes we see in God something that's not balanced, something that's not true, and we don't see in ourselves what He has placed there. Let's do some math. So, a talent of gold is about 90 kilograms. You with me? 90 kilograms. A kilogram of gold is worth around 930,000 rand. Those of you clever folk here are doing the math already, right? (laughs) Yeah, let me help us out. So therefore, one talent, 90 kgs, 930,000 rand a kg is about 85 million rands per talent. Think it through. He gave to one guy five times 85 million rand. Can you do that math? It's plenty. I think even the guy with one talent, it must have been quite a big hole. <laughs> have you ever tried to like, put 90 kilograms of anything in your cupboard? Like you've got to have a big cupboard. You hit it in the Just think of the shape and size. Anyway, let me move on. So here's the deal. A long time later. Did you notice when we read that? A long time. Now, we're not told how long. It just says a long time later. So let's just pretend. Maybe it was a year. A year is pretty long. A long time later, the guy comes back. If this guy, like the master said, had invested the money at prime, should, should we say prime? 7%? 85 million rand at 7% for a year? It's another lot. You know how much interest he would have earned? Almost six million rand. 
Notice, it was given to each according to their ability. It wasn't unfair. It wasn't too much for us to bear or the burden overwhelming. These guys standing on the stage like this, I still stand on the stage with my knees shaking. Still, after so many years. It's not too much to bear because God gives according to what he knows is inside of us. And this guy took what the master, the image of God, put in him. He wasn't even, he wasn't even brave enough to take it to the bank. Now, I don't know how brave you have to be. That to me is lazy, right? It's like, actually, I just don't care. As long as I don't get punished, I, yeah? Even just the interest would have been a significant improvement to the master's wealth. Can I suggest to us this morning, even if we just pay interest, pay attention to the giftings that we have been given, we can create a great investment, a great return for our master who has given to us, he's trusted those gifts to us. Even your lowest gift at 7% makes a return. You with me? I mean, even if we, you say, oh, but I don't get 7%, you know, in my savings account. Well, even at 2%, for goodness sakes, we're still talking a million rand. <laughs> yeah? Now, those are just examples. It's not the Bible, and we'd have to be really clever to go back 2,000 years and figure out all the details. But you get my point. Okay, let's have a look. Let's have a look. So, number one, you and I have been entrusted with gold. <laughs> Millions of it. My goodness, I, I hope over the series that you have suddenly realized, man, I thought I was a good guy, but I've now been convinced I'm even better. Hey, you look at your spouse and say, yes, you are lucky to have me. Hey, I don't know if I'll try that with the kids, but definitely with, with, uh, with my wife, right? Because I'm like, oh, dad, you know? Um, I want to say we've been entrusted with gold, each according to their ability. If they gave the five to the one guy, it would have been overwhelming. If they gave the two to the five guy, it would have been less than required. The master knew, God knows each one meticulously. He gives the right amount to the right person. Okay? We've been entrusted with gold. This guy, Daryl Mitchell, writes a book called The Motivational Gifts, and he he gives two different ways of looking at these gifts, which I'd love to show us this morning, just to help us let these things settle. So first of all, he says there is a gift, it comes with a motivation, and it has a benefit. I'll make sense in a moment. A gift with a motivation comes with a benefit. So the prophets, the motivation in their hearts is morals and purpose. The prophet is a guy that says, that's sin and that's good. Yes? They're kind of those black and white people, right? It's either yes or no. The benefit that they bring is character. The gift of a prophet builds character. The servers, their motivation is, I just want to help. I just want to help. Their gift, the benefit is it satisfies needs. Teachers, their motivation in their heart is, I want to know stuff. I want to know the truth and I want to gain knowledge. The benefit a teacher brings is that it builds knowledge in the people around them. So before we move on to the next one, so sorry guys, just skip back one. My point is this, it helps you say, so I know you've got your profile like Cameron spoke about, but maybe when you say, in a given example, remember right at the beginning of the gifted series, we spoke about when the teacup falls over, who does what? If you say, my first thing is, I want to get it right. There's no more or less in my life, it's either yes or no. Then you know, ah, prophet, what's the benefit I can bring? Well, I help build character in the people around me. 
You understand? Sometimes we get nervous around, oh, am I this or am I that? I just want to help us. If you instantly want to help, <laughs> yeah, if you that person that first helps and then figures everything, maybe it's because there's service in you. You're a server. And the benefit that everyone else gets from having you around is that needs are satisfied. Does this make sense? Okay. So here's the point. You just check out what your knee-jerk reaction is. You say, man, if I just do that, everyone around me will benefit. And there'll be so much interest we won't know what to do. We'll have to dig more holes in the ground if we had to squeeze it all in. You with me? And the master will be pleased. Next slide. So if your gift is, if you're an encourager, your motivation is to help people to grow spiritually. You want people to get better at it. And uh, so the benefit of having an encourager around is spiritual growth. Yes, you can do it. I know you can. Those people. The givers, their motivation is effective giving. It's both generous, but it's also the correct use of resources. Givers don't squander resources. Givers are wise stewards. And I just give. But we actually want to make sure that we're using what we have well then we can be generous. So they build responsible generosity. Seems like a contradiction. Next slide, please. Leaders, the goal, the, they want to achieve goals, and they do that by teamwork. So the gift that they build is collaboration. So if your motivation is, hey guys, we've got these three things that we have to do this week. Sound familiar to you? Not your task list for the day that we never get to. I'm not talking about that. But if I say to you, so what do you want to do in your life? You say, well, I want to do this, this, and this. Hmm, I wonder what gift you've got. And how are you going to achieve that? Well, I'm going to get some friends. A leader's gift builds collaboration. And then we have those with the mercy gift. Their motivation is emotional health and relationships. I just want everyone to be happy. <laughs> I just want you to be whole. I, I can see you, you, your heart is broken. Man, how, can I come and just sit next to you? Uh, how do I help your heart be whole? If, if, if when you see a problem, if your first motivation is, I want to take the pain away, maybe you're a mercy gift, yes? If you have a different gift, you might say, I want to fix the problem. You say, no, I just want to help your heart. Mercy gift, and what's the benefit of having those around is they, their gift offers love and healing. You understand how important this stuff is? If we're putting this stuff in a hole in the ground, it's no wonder we are weak. Yes? Man, come on now. <laughs> At least show some interest and get some little bit back. Your mates, look around. Your mates, you guys at home, look in the comments. Maybe if you can see the back of some people's heads. Look at them and say, those are my mates. Because of what God has put in them, I can be better off. And therefore, because of what God has put in me, they can be better off. God puts us together in a local church for these reasons. And here's the other point. Not just about church. This isn't just churchy stuff. God puts you in your own spheres of influence, in the boardroom, in your staff meetings, in your canteen, in the car on the way to a client, in your varsities and schools. The same bags of gold, making holes in your pockets. Show some interest, and as we go, we can turn the world around. Yes? All right, the second thing that this guy says is he says, if these seven gifts operated as a body, this is quite cool. Then what would the gifts be? It says, well, the prophets would be the eyes. Uh, yeah, prophets would be, the, would be the eyes. They see things others don't see. You know those people, hey? 
The, the, the mercy would be the skin. The skin is tactile. It touches, it feels things. It senses what others miss. The teacher would be the brain. <laughs> I'm tempted to pinky and the brain. What are we going to do today, pinky? The teachers are the brain. They gather information from the senses. Yeah, The encourager is the voice. You need someone, John T. Road, shouting, for, come on, boys. Yeah, you can do this. I also used to be like that, but then I'm like, well, you can do this. The giver, um, let me just make sure I'm, I'm on track here. The giver is the heart, keeps all the other functions going with a steady supply of blood. Like resources, the most important resource is blood, right? The heart pumps that to all the other parts of the body. The leader's like the nerves, takes information from the head, sends it out to all of the others with a plan of action. And the server is like the muscles and the bones to get the job done. You see how important all of these are? So again, if you find yourself seeing what other people don't miss, they go, what? When you say, hey, I noticed that person looked down and the friend you're talking to says, huh? Maybe there's something prophetic in you. Yeah? When you're complaining because what's the motivation? That's the benefit. This is how the body works together. So why have we been entrusted with this gold? He says, easy today to take these gifts and benefits for granted. We narcissistically behave, believe that it's because I'm special that God would be so kind to give me these gifts. I have to say less that, but it's because God is so gracious that he wants to include us in his plans. The God of all creation who could have sent an angel, who could have clicked his fingers and organized everything, chooses to include mere mortals like you and I in his plans and he gives us the talents that if we just invest them wisely we can receive the great well done doesn't that sound good to you Phew, like how would we not I mean, for goodness sakes anyway let me I've got a little bit of time left I'll finish with these three things why have we been entrusted with gold We've been trusted with gold. Why? Well, one is for fellowship, two is for service, and three is for reaching others. Fellowship, service, and reaching others. We've read this already, but Matthew chapter 25, verse 21 and 23, when it says the well done, the, 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 the final sentence is, come and share in your master's happiness. You see, the master elevated these servants to shareholders. Isn't that cool? And he wants to take you and I from slaves and makes us sons, like my friend Esther always tells us, that in this language, even the daughters are sons. Because it's legal terms. Okay, so, you with me? Okay, I hope we're up to date with that. He wants to take us from slaves to sons and daughters in the house. The fellowship, the, the goal of giving gifts and entrusting with responsibility is fellowship. When we were in KZN, we said, what's the definition of fellowship? Well, you can, I can quote the Greek to you. It's kinonia. I'll tell you about that. But in KZN, it's two fellows in one ship. <laughs> a couple of years ago, we went um, whitewater rafting for five days with a bunch of pastors. And my mate, Mark Misk, and I were in the same crocodile, the same blow-up boat together. Yeah? And they said, the guy in the front, he's the engine. He just has to paddle. The guy in the back gets to steer, right? So I was in the back. Mark was in the front. And... He wanted to steer as much as I wanted to steer. Yeah, two fellows and one ship were not working together. Uh, what was the result? We went round in circles. 
But when the engine does the engine's job and the steerer does the steerer's job, man, we can take that river. Big bunny got sorted. You can ask me what that means afterwards. We're given gifts. I need to wrap up. We're given gifts, number one, for fellowship. The goal of all of this was I'm, you're not just my employee anymore. I've made you a shareholder. You're, you fail, I fail. And the point was fellowship. Come and share. Isn't that lack of language? Has your CEO ever said that to you? Not once. Our Father in heaven wants to enjoy this camaraderie of fellowship with us. The second thing is we're entrusted for service. That's possibly what you've heard a lot of over this week, but I want us to know this morning that's not all it is. We're entrusted for service. Verse 21 and 23 again says, You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. I think, friends, if you're born again, we need a radical shift in our thinking that we, when we come to church, we come for the purpose of other people's good. I'm pretty sure many of us came here this morning saying, Jesus, I just need a little bit of a hips to it, a little bit of a, um, a refresher towel. Lord, I just need a little bit of something because there's, a, there's been a tough week and another tough, tough week coming. We claw our ways. Man, you know, but if, if that's the only thing we're thinking, then whether I come or not is just dependent on me. But a radical change in thinking says, actually, I'm coming for others' good. The gift given to me is not for me. The tree never eats its own fruit. No longer what, then it's no longer should I go to church today, but of course I should, because if I don't, others will miss out. Imagine if we didn't see your smiling face today. Now you better smile. But imagine if you weren't here. You might be thinking, oh Craig, no one would even notice. No one greets me, no one sits next to me. I come and I go. I'm saying you've got the wrong idea of what God has put gold inside of you. Putting your Bag in the ground. But if you're saying, Jesus, I'm coming to church today. Yes, I need someone to help me. But man, I'm here for others. Whatever my part is, I'm going to play it. All of a sudden, I come with purpose. I come with an ownership. I come here. I'm a shareholder in this business. When I win, we all win. The foot doesn't say, I'm going gangrene just to show the hand kind of what they should do. Hey. All of a sudden, my Sundays change. My interaction during the week with friends and church family changes. The way I go to life group changes. The way I come to prayer meeting changes. And then finally, so entrusted for fellowship, we're entrusted for service. Number four, we're entrusted for reaching others. We're entrusted for reaching others. These are not just little shiny halo polishing exercises that we can have happy church meetings. I want to say to you, if you're a leader, if you're a mercy, if you're an encourager, if you're a whoever you are, it's not just so that Sundays can work. It's so that God can insert you like secret agents behind enemy lines. When you get up and go to work or school or varsity tomorrow, you're not just going because it's something you have to do. Can't wait till this is over. No, I'm going as a gift that can benefit those people, that they will see me and watch me pointing to Jesus. Changes the way we do things. All of a sudden, the fact that I have a heart for others turns into an outreach tool. You don't have to be Billy Graham. The fact that you love to help people. (laughs) Yeah, let me pick up your whatever it is. Really? 
So kind of you. Mm -hmm. Jesus is quite kind. Okay. Life is for more than polishing our halos. The gifts are for more than my best life now. All of these gifts are needed in the church meetings, but man, they are needed in the world. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. I'm rushing ahead. Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, remember the lamp, you don't light a lamp, put a bowl on it and hide it. It says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Friends, these will help us as a body of Christ. But man, they will help you and I point people in our spheres of influence to Jesus and see people born again simply because I've realized I have a gift to offer. Isn't that amazing? Let me finish with this. I think that there is a well-done, good, and faithful servant that we all long for. It's built into our psyche. We are created for God's pleasure, and our very DNA vibrates for the longing to achieve just that. I need to know that my Father in heaven is pleased. If we will just let these gifts loose, here at Grace Cove and everywhere we go, then we can point people to Jesus and many can be saved. God has put gold in you and in me. Might be different kinds of gold. Let's put it in us. Put it in us so that this church family thrives and he's put it in us so that the people in your lives see his goodness. You may notice there's not evangelist on that list. It's on one of the other lists. But when we just be who we are made to be, we point people to Jesus. Let's stand together. If you're okay, you might want to open your hands. I know we've done this a lot over the last seven weeks, but I just want to take one last moment to say, Jesus... Even now, as our hands are open, I pray that we would be aware that you place bags of gold, talents in our hands. We've looked at these seven, and I pray, Jesus, that we would employ them wisely to point people to Jesus, that we would hear the great well done of our Father in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. It's tea and coffee in the courtyard with those amazing rusks. Stay and hang out. Have a chat. Have a great weekend.